write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know That was a great sounds of Watsa with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige with My partner in crime Long Island Raised Elm City Made EZ Blues is in the building Easy Blues, you're better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, we can go as far back as Lester Bang, talking about the courage to be a drunken buffoon that is the guess who. We can sit here and have a million conversations about taking a walk into the ocean so that that photo of Roger Daltrey's eyes are just above the water for that amazing Rolling Stone cover. We can sit here and wax on over and over that Kurt Loder before he sat at a desk and talked to artists on MTV, had interview after interview, review after review, telling us not only what they thought was good, but was was actually culturally relevant. Actually sat there and told, yes, I say all the time that as musicians, we are the heralds and we take what is going on in the world and we project it, the prism of our heart into everyone else. But Behind all of that, you also have these people that fight tooth and nail to make sure that your stories can get out there. So as usually we celebrate the musician, I also want to celebrate those that tell their stories. So I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2. We don't need any accidents. But mentally, put your hands together for the amazing Sam Haddleman. How are you? Welcome. Benvenu. Hey, how you doing, man? I love that intro. I was I was trying not to blush. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, we, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate everything you do. You have a very, very interesting story because you were also on here before we were on here. You were, you know, telling the stories of New Haven before other people had had that opportunity and kind of paved the way for, for people like Prestige and myself to do stuff like this. So I want to thank you for that, first of all. High five. And uh, here's some flowers. Um, but how did you get into the whole music journalistic aspect of life? Uh, wow, it's a it's a weird story. Um, I never I never intend I never like put two and two together that I could actually like do it. Like nobody ever told me like you could work in music media. I'd also like a lot of people get confused. I'm like a publicist now. I used mm -hmm. to be a journalist. I, I've gone mm -hmm. over to the dark side. Um, but yeah, why, why yeah. you say the dark side? That's what people say in the industry. A lot of people okay. who like end up being music writers end up being music publicists. Oh, yes, but, but from, from an artist's point of view, to be honest with you, you've actually gone over to the light side. Because nine <laughs> times out of ten, especially like coming from like the late seventies in, in, into like today, it's become a lot a lot um, more palpable. But for for a while, you know, getting a bad music review was 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 like either getting a, a pat on the back or getting you know. Uh, destroyed but a publicist is there to, to build you up and, and and help you grow um so i mean from a musician point of view you kind of go a little bit more over to the to, to the light side than the dark side but you know that's just my humble not so humble opinion thank you that's cool <laughs> um yeah i never really uh i never planned on it uh when i was a kid i would subscribe rolling stone and i would like stay up all night reading that I would read any book I could grab my hand on Kurt Cobain's handwritten notebook uh, 
Tupac books, Biggie books. Um, I, I'd read every Lil Wayne interview I could get my hands on. Mm-hmm. And I like, I had no idea how this process even came together. I was like, man, like how do these people who write about this stuff know about all this? Da, 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 and yeah, I, I started at the independent, as you noted, um, I was kind of like writing about like lifestyle stuff. And then I was like, man, maybe I should start going to concerts because I, I love Toad's Place and I go there a lot. And I ran it up with Paul Bass, who like was super integral in the process. Like someone, probably like the best person to look up to in media that I've ever met. And yeah, that's kind of just like where it started. I started just like reviewing shows and reviewing concerts. And I did like three concerts in two days for the independent. And mm-hmm. I had my like little notebook and my camera. And yeah, I, I always really liked local journalism because I think that's even like as a kid, I could realize like that's really where the motion happens. I think on like a larger scale, a lot of things fall through the cracks, especially when you're from like not a New York, L.A., Atlanta, Miami, like you're from New Haven. Right. Like there's such there's such like a strong cultural community here, whether you like uh, salsa or uh, world music, the rock, rap, uh, DJ music. It doesn't matter. You could go any like there's so many like different avenues and venues and so many cool people doing their thing. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. no one's really telling the story. Like, why don't I try to be that person? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it started. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Like the life now, of journalists never ends. But go go ahead, easy. Well, no, <laughs> it, 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 it definitely it definitely do, does not end. But what's what's re- really super interesting is you've taken those stories and now you've jumped into an completely different side of it. You know, you jumped the gun in saying that, that, that you're already moved, but that's fine. We're fine. We, we like to let the story evolve a little bit, but it's fine. But, you know, how did you, how do you go from now writing these reviews and, and, you know, going to, to these million and a half shows to, you know, the, the life of a publicist. And first of all, for the people playing the home game, what is a publicist? Uh, a publicist is someone who works as the middleman between you and the media. So for example, if a track's coming out for like the few days I like hit people up and I'm like, hey, the song's coming out, here's the story, da da da, whoopie woo. You know, I, if it's like a rap song, I might hit up complex, hot new hip hop, places like that. If it's maybe more like a rock song, I'm gonna go to like Flood or like different mm-hmm. publications, Grimy Goods. Um, and I set up interviews in person. Um, I set up video interviews, podcasts. Um, and actually most of my job is actually curating the roster. So like I go out and I like find acts that I'm really passionate mm-hmm. about. And I'm like, I always try to find people who like live at the intersection of something really weird. Where it's right. like they're this, but they're also that. And that's like really where you need someone like me to step in and send a bunch of boring emails. Like that's basically my job is boring email guy. Um, but yeah, as we go back to how it like all came together, there was one article that I wrote that got like a lot of notoriety and like people still come up to me and talk to me about it. Like you see me, if, if you don't know me and I run into you in New Haven, I'm like, I wrote this article and they're like, oh, you're that guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm that guy. Um, uh, the Snosa article. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys got to peep that before. I like Snow is probably the biggest rapper to ever come out of New Haven mm-hmm. ever and a huge inspiration for everybody in the city. And she had this record, Yank Rhythm, that was really popping off. Sure. And 
I like DM'd her at like 3 p.m. the day before my WNHH show. And I was right. like, hey, do you want to come on and do an interview? I'd never interviewed anybody in my life. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I was like, this girl has a really hot record, a really interesting story. I know the block she's on. Like, mm-hmm. why not try to talk to her? And she was like, yeah, sure. I'll come in. And of course, I had the 10 a.m. slot and like asking, rule of thumb, asking any rapper to do anything before noon, you're praying. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, (laughs) They get to run on a way different time than we do. And I'm saying that with positivity, not negativity. I'd love to do all that. Um, But she came in, we did our interview. It went spectacular. Her and I like have a really good repertoire. And she's like, hey, um, uh, I'm having this photo, I'm having this video shoot at Bridgeport at this club with Young M.A. She's going to do the remix. And for those who are not familiar, Young M.A. is one of the bigger independent tri-state rappers, like, of our time. That time, she had a big record called Ooh. You guys remember that? Um, And I I love Young M.A. I was, like, a a Young M.A. super fan. Um, And... Yeah, so I was like, of course I'll come. Um, and me, like when it came to like music gigs, I always try to be early. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I showed up to this club in Bridgeport at 3 p.m. Shoot starts at 3.30. I'll never forget. It was me, three dancers, and a bunch of plates of wings. And I had like my notebook. <laughs> I had my camera. I had a tucked in collared shirt. Uh, I had khakis on. Um, I was like, way too prepared for the venue I was at. And um, all of them pull up, Snow shows up. They had like a shoot at Eddie's in the hill. Do you guys know that spot? Um, and she pulled up, the Young M.A. shows up. Um, I take pictures, I talk to Snow's mom, I talk to Young M.A. security, which, and I'm, I end up talking to Young M.A., but I found out that I didn't really understand the process of like, you can't just pull up on a rapper and ask for questions. Right. Um, He's Snow's manager, who I'm like, cool with now. He was like, yeah, man, they really want to whoop you. Because I was like, oh. <laughs> like her security, which is like, oh, my huge, goodness. Yeah, I had no idea. She, he was like, yeah, I had to talk to them to let you interview her because they, they were they did not appreciate how crowded you were. Because I was like, I was a kid. I was like 19. Yeah. Uh, Baby Young and May was spectacular. Her management's fantastic. That's just security's job, which is fine. Um, and so I put the article up, I work on it real hard, take the pictures, mm-hmm. and it ends up going up. And people start recognizing me or, like, talking to me or at least knew my name. Mm-hmm. And that's really where, like, the music criticism journalism thing started. It was pretty mm-hmm. much from that piece. It's funny where life can take you, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Me and Star are still real cool. She, she's still a real good friend of mine. And it's not just rappers with the whole uh, time deadline. It's just musicians, period. Um, easy, easy, oh, can, yeah. easy, easy, easy can just agree with me. It doesn't matter if it's hip hop, rock, techno, Drum. no matter who drummers. you schedule. <clears throat> drummer, oh, Lord, Jesus. Love him to death and not going to call him out on it, but he, he knows. He knows. You know, he knows. we don't want to call these great artists out either. It's just, it's just, it's just how hey. it is. It's, it's I just, bet. It's I just bet, in their system, uh, no matter the genre. Keith Moon did not show up to a 9 a.m. interview. No, Keith Moon did not. Well, he, only, he would only show up because he was on his way home. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, but I love that for them. I mean, I feel like a lot of musicians don't get into this for a nine to five. So no, yeah. no, it's it, it's their own wave. It's their own. Yeah, and I, and I, I seriously, I like. I know that sounds catty, like when people right. say that, like, "Oh, musician starts their day at noon." No, no, no. I know I'm jealous. This is me being <laughs> jealous. I'm not. I, I I love that life for them. I don't want them to have to wake up at nine a.m. and drink yeah. blueberry tea, like. Right, but see that—that's the other thing that people don't understand. Like, like, oh, musicians, you know, will get up at noon and they'll start the day at noon. That's because like we went to bed at like six. You know, and it's not because we were out partying or, or, or something like that. Yes, very points in time we probably were, but there's also those nights that you're up writing. There's also those times where, you know, that one hook or that one line doesn't get out of your head um, unless you take, take, you know, I've sat down and I've laid down staring at the ceiling with a single hook line running through my head over and over and over again until about three hours in where I'm like, fine, I'm just going to write it down and then I'm going to go to sleep. And then four hours later, I've got to finish song. Um, and then I still have to, you know, be at work at nine o'clock in the morning or, you know, do what's necessary. So, you know, I love the musicians that are successful enough that they can not get up at, at, at noon. But there's also that hustle aspect of like, um, you kind of look at it like you're a Spartan, you know, you'll 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 will dine in hell t t tomorrow to make sure that uh, the battle is fought fought really, really well today. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, that was a good po other point I'd like to highlight, especially with New Haven musicians. Like a lot of people have really regular jobs while they're doing that. I think that's crazy. Like I could mm. I could never, ever like even consider balancing like doing a nine to five. And then when I get off, like trying to be like real creative and introspective and going on logic and stuff like that. Like I could never that that's so crazy <laughs> to me. Uh, I think that's the coolest thing on planet Earth, especially that's why I like. I still really like local musicians. Like, mm -hmm. I, I always wanted, I got really inspired by this magazine in the DMV called True Laurels. It was by this guy, Lawrence Bernie, who mm -hmm. um, used to be a writer at the Fader. And he would just do, like, big editorial spreads just about his city. And that right. was kind of my thing. It was, like, with New Haven, especially with the Independent, like, every everything's so hyper-local. I still read the Independent every day. Mm -hmm. I have a secret account. I argue with old people on there. I swear, like in the comment section. <laughs> I, I knew it was you. I knew it. Yeah, I love, I love, I love pissing off the the sixty plus crowd. I'm just like, actually, you didn't consider. I love doing that. You can ask about me, like, um, and yeah, I I, uh, I just wanted that for the music scene because there's so like the problem is and like when when you have a city like New Haven, there's nowhere else for that story to be told. Like, mm -hmm. the, there, there, there's rappers in here who are hometown heroes. There's rappers in here that, like, really put, like, Ty Henny, for example. Like, he's a hometown hero. The guy who's been rapping for 15 years, he brought G Herbo to the city. He, like, mm -hmm. he, he's like the man. Like, if you, if, if you don't, if you're from New Haven, you like rap music, you should know Ty Henny. But mm -hmm. there wasn't like exactly like an outlet for something like that. So all I ever tried to do was make sure that the stories like that could get told. Like Snow, Ty Henny, the late Mango, Young Clean. Like mm -hmm. that, that was cool not to get to like a serious note, but not cool. But I, I thought that it was an interesting moment to see how like actually something I did was tangible and worked was. Are, are you guys familiar with Young Clean and that whole situation mm -hmm. that happened over the summer? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, when the Indie did their article, they, like, referenced some of the work I did for the New Haven Arts Paper. Okay. They were like, mm -hmm. 
yeah, me and Mango were real close. I call him like every week to like check in, talk to him about the music, um, give him, give me some basketball tips. Um, he he was like a fantastic young man with a beautiful story and so talented. I mean, he really could have. Everybody says everybody could have been the one, but he was mm-hmm. the one. He was like the man. You know what I mean? Right. You couldn't walk couldn't walk around the block without someone saying hi to him or going to the basketball league basketball tournaments or something like that. So to see like a story could have been told one way about what happened, but instead it was told mm-hmm. like with detail and they had like Paul actually like looked at what I wrote and talked about his music in a really compassionate and sensitive way. Mm-hmm. That was really cool for me. That was like one of the most rewarding things. Like the piece in general, even before we passed or anything like that, that was super rewarding to me. Cause that's a dude that like maybe a local reporter might not be hip on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so it was really cool to like tell this story in the first place, but then like, unfortunate, of course, but like, to have that part of the story told with his passing, I was like, I'm really, I'm grateful that it came out that way, not the other way. No, it, it no definitely. Good, it was a good sense of appreciation. Yeah, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of the times when when people pass and there's like media coverage around it, especially in that form or fashion, the focus is on the actual like right. methods of passing. And this, right. and and Paul, and what Paul is so good at is that he didn't make it about that. He made it about his life, his legacy. He talked to his mm-hmm. basketball coach. Mm-hmm. He, like, wrote about his music. Because Paul Paul likes rap. Don't let it, don't let, don't get it twisted. Paul likes <laughs> rap. Like, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, that was cool. That was, like, a real tangible. Sorry, I've been ranting. No, no, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, that's the life of just being impressed, no matter if it's local or, you know, mainstream. Uh, you will get into rants and a lot of rambling, yeah. but, but, but it's okay because it's informative. Um, tell me about Cut Break. What's that about? Okay, I, um, when I was in college, and this actually leads really well into my point, uh, when I was in grad school, I went to grad school at Fordham. I went to undergrad in the middle of bum, word I can't say on the radio, rate Florida, I went to school and the, uh, the college I went to was named after a hat. It was Stetson. Um, okay. <laughs> and um, I, I ended up somehow getting into Fordham and I did my master's. They needed me to yeah. do like a senior thesis. And I was having an issue like writing about things that maybe were too particular to my taste right. when I was in New Haven, which is, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, and mm-hmm. it wasn't even, I'm not saying I'm like them or the acts. It just like wasn't lining up. Um, so I was like, in my own, I'm very good at this. Instead, of, I was like, man, I'll just do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the time, I had the bandwidth. I knew a couple really talented writers like Roy um, Gagliardi, who we were actually friends when we were kids and we connected for this. And I knew a really cool designer from my days at my uh, school newspaper where I was the music writer. And mm-hmm. so I assembled like all a lot of really cool New Haven or Connecticut musicians. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. what if there was like a place where everybody's story could be told across the board? Right. Um, and it was inspired by that True Laurels thing I was talking about with Lawrence Bernie. I'll send you guys the link. It's really cool. I basically just wanted to make my own version. And I was like, man, like this would be so cool. So I was the editor. I picked the stories. I took a lot of the photos and it was dope. It was like the first digital edition. I got an A plus by the way. <laughs> um, and um yeah a lot of people got like a really good response um a lot of like bigger writers 
like retweeted it like it was crazy it was like a really cool day and then kind of like after that when I graduated there was like a little time where I just did not have a solid gig I was working at the arts paper I was doing pieces for Lucy Gilman mm-hmm. who is also one of the most integral pieces to the New Haven probably the coolest person I've ever met in my life Lucy mm-hmm. Gilman she is so sick her and Tom two mm-hmm. coolest people cooler than a polar bear's toenail um <laughs> and yeah so I was doing that um and, and I was teaching science in like New Haven with little scientists. I was like doing like summer school classes and I was like kind of all over the place. And I was like, man, what if I did this again, but I Mm -hmm. made physical issues. Right. And so I did, so I did that. I was like, I made a second issue. Uh, We talked to like Trey Moore from New Haven. You guys guys know Trey? Mm -hmm. Everybody knows Trey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my mom, my mom taught Trey. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, small world. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I like, every time I do something New Haven, and that's uh-huh. also another real, and, and not to, I'll get back to it, but another integral part of like this whole thing is that like, my dad's been in New Haven since 1944. Mm-hmm. My mom is the, uh, is, a, is a Spanish teacher, a local Spanish teacher at a high school. And I look kind of like both my parents. Right. So like, this is a good story. We had, oh, I, I'm forgetting his name. He was the arts director of New Haven for a while. He came in one day for an interview because I was a radio tech first. I wasn't even on the radio. Me and Harry worked together. Okay. Um, I, I didn't even, it's not like I started independent to get a radio show. I right. just kind of, it kind of like happened. Um, and this dude came in and he looks at me and he goes, is your grandma Dora? And I've <laughs> never met my, I've never met my grandma. I didn't meet her because mm-hmm. my parents are older. Right. And I was like, yeah, my, that's, that's my grandma. And he was like, your grandma taught me how to dance when I was wow. a kid wow. in New Haven, and you look wow. just like her. And that was the scariest thing anyone's ever said to me. I was like, this is terrifying. So yeah, I'm like a real New Haven guy. And that's like how I knew Trey. Um, wow. Everybody knew Trey. And so I, uh, I, I put together this issue. I sold like 100 copies. And then mm-hmm. unfortunately that week, I got my gig as a publicist. So I like just didn't have the bandwidth to do another one. Um, I always had this idea of like, if there's ever like an aspiring music writer, I would just give them the game of how to mm-hmm. make a magazine for Connecticut. Because I think the story should be told. There's so much cool stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I still like, if I pull up to New Haven, I'm grabbing every Instagram of every rapper <laughs> who I could possibly talk to. I don't care if you're bad. It's fine. Everybody's <laughs> bad when they start. You know what I mean? You can right. get good. You can get good. It's fine. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like the attitude we have on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City May, EZ Blues is in the building. We have a WNHHLP alum, Sam Haddleman, is with us on Behind the Brand. And Sam, hold on, I didn't lose your train of thought. Go right ahead, sir. Uh, you're all good. I, uh, yeah, kind of like Easy, we were talking about, there, there's like so many good reporters mm-hmm. at the Indy now, like. Maya McFadden, man, mm-hmm. I I love everything that she does for the Indian. She's telling us like right. local stories, like right. she gets nitty gritty. She gets like hangs out with the kids, hangs out with the old people. Like she's telling all the little <laughs> stories that like I'm interested in. Like taxes are cool or whatever, but I like I want to hear about the stuff that like affects the day to day. And yeah, I think before that there was like a real space for me to do what I needed to do. 
but I feel a lot more comfortable with like people like her behind the pen. You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think I, I I definitely don't have a, I, I barely have a bandwidth to drink this drink this tea, um, but <laughs> I I I, uh, I I love the experience of putting together a magazine. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of dudes help me out. Sean Murray, who's like a local comedian, mm-hmm. and he's super mm-hmm. funny and not in like a. I'm not just saying that because I know him. He's like genuinely one of the funniest people I've met. Um, Very yeah. Talented. I, very talented mm-hmm. and he was actually the co-editor of the second issue okay um, <laughs> yeah yeah him and i would like hang out at the owl shop and like just edit stuff because the owl mm-hmm. shop was my office for like six months that was um, your right. office yeah it was a terrible How idea in the world did you ever pay attention in there my yeah, God. it's the best it's the best no, <laughs> and during the day it's just, no, okay, it during just the day, yeah because yeah, the night nighttime yeah. went by there it's a madhouse no, no, no. It, it was yeah. just me and me and a bunch, <laughs> me and like a, a bunch yeah. of like vets, like uh, literally, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's literally all the people who were in the owl shop, which okay. is a terrible idea because I have asthma, but I, I loved it. In my oh home. my Word. god, you did not do that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was like the only place where like there weren't like kids. Like it was so quiet, and the the lattes are good, and the paninis yeah. are straight. Um, yeah. <laughs> It was it was like my favorite. It's still my favorite. One of my top five favorite places in New Haven is the Owl Shop. Right. Um, but yeah, sorry, I'm ranting a lot. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying story time. I really am. Yeah. It's crazy because you say Sean Murray. Sean Murray is a great storyteller when it comes to him going on stage too. So it's like yin and yang goes. So yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying just being on the backside of the seat with this one. But easy. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well. No, 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 you're not interrupting at all. I'm hoping that everyone's playing that's playing the home game. Just really listen to what Sam said. Mm-hmm. He literally said, if there is a music journalist out there right now that is listening, you can hit him up and he's ready to give you the keys to the castle to tell that next story and that next evolution. You know, and uh, I love again how you, in your own story, are able to highlight one of the beauties of New Haven is how interconnected everybody really is, and how interconnected you know the music scene truly is. You know where there was a moment in time you would go to school, and if you got into the you know the tag program, you were being taught by a relative of Thelonious Monk. You know what? You didn't know that Marcel Miss Marcella Flake is 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 related to. Thelonious Monk, along with, you know, her son, you know, who I'm sure you've seen perform, (laughs) Um, you know, the the Monk family is huge out here, huge. Um, We've had a couple of Monk family members on this very show. Um, So it's, it's been, it's been super, super, super interesting. Um, But that's one of those amazing stories that is so important for New Haven. And considering we are trapped between two larger markets it be the boston market and also the new york city market we get overshadowed a lot um but here you are being able to shout the praises now is there going to be avenue where you can figure out the bandwidth to kind of do both because obviously you're killing it at your career and what you're doing at that point but you still seem to have so much love to want to shout the praises of New Haven. I'm just wondering if there's a new chapter. I'd rather just be the guy who, does, who you don't know who like just mm-hmm. makes moves. I'd rather just be that guy. Like I'll still call <laughs> people. 
I, I like right. do my job because I don't need anybody knowing who I am, man. I'm so right. good. I, it, it, a publicist's job is to not be famous. So I never, I, you know what I mean? I, 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 right. I'd rather like help out the people I can help out, still peep what's going on. I mean, also uh, speaking of interconnected, I think this is kind of a funny story that I found out that uh, Trey Moore and Mango used to play ball together. Mm-hmm. Like back mm-hmm. in the day, they like they were both aware of each other, which is funny because like Mango was like, "Yeah, Trey's hard," and I was like, "What?" Like, Trey, I, and I I don't know why I didn't think like I didn't realize that Trey could ball, but mm-hmm. he told me that they used to play basketball together. I was like, "Man, that's so cool." Um, now I I mean I think that it would just be like you need someone who's real dedicated and has the time to tell these stories like there's so much more than what I can deliver. Like there's probably some mm-hmm. kid out there that just doesn't know, like, Hey, right. you can go to the areas that other reporters won't go mm-hmm. talk to the right. people other reporters won't talk to. I'm not saying about New Haven, I'm saying in general, mm-hmm. um, you can, you can go out there. You can tell your own local story. Like people should have, if, if people had reported on like dumb and out or like, you know, you, you guys know if people had talked about that more, like we just missed TikTok. People have talked about that more. There'd be more documentation about it. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, there is still a TikTok for it. It's uh, it's, uh coming out challenge. Kid. I remember. Right? Yeah, no, no, it's still out there. It's like it's the CT eight six zero dance or whatever. They have like their mm-hmm. own Instagram pages, and these high school kids like challenge each other. They'll like be like Waterbury High can't dance like Harvard, and then they like they they all dumb out and stuff. I won't do it on camera because that's crazy. But it's it, it's cool to see. I, I like I like to pay attention. I like to be in a position of music, in music where I can like just finesse stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think articles and write ups are beautiful. I just don't think it's my role right now, especially not someone who like actually is going to be living in New Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so even like the designers. There's Deuce Deuce. There's Dead by Five AM. There's so many cool things like going on. Like I wear a lot of Dead by Five AM. Just uh, I'm always asking for local clothes, and people are always asking me where I get my clothes from. Yeah, by 5 a.m., Deuce Deuce, uh, Dwayne, he works at the, the Neville Wisdom Shop. Two, two of the most talented people working in the city. Um, there's so, like, that's why I did Cut Break, was because there's so many stories, and I was like, man, how does nobody, like, know about this outside? But uh, Dwayne got a nice write-up in the Indie, which is cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that there will be, hopefully – another space for like someone who's just like good with words and can take pictures and as the time i love to help out if you're listening i love to help you out you can hit me up whenever but you're seeing everything just grown now i mean like the names you that you just mentioned they are getting credibility now it has to be a great feeling though you know just seeing all these great names all these great people getting their recognition now getting their flowers now getting their articles on new haven independent now and it's not just new haven independent other local you know articles within the city so you know you're seeing a culture evolve as we go on like we can never imagine this like five years ago ten years ago because like new haven kind of felt like it was like a like stepchild we were doing all these moves, but there was no recognition. Now we're starting to see just a little bit of recognition here and there, just with platforms like this, shows like you're on right mm-hmm. now. You know, we're starting to see these little things just form out. And it's a great feeling. It really is. You know, can it get better? Yes, it can. It's just we just have <laughs> to see it happen. 
right. you know, uh, and your job as a publicist <laughs> is getting, you know, ooh, these artists, getting these names out there. So do you consider yourself the glue and you will you forever be the glue? Yeah, I, I love to be the adhesive. Yeah. That's, 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 that's like uh, yesterday, I, I had this act from Detroit who is really cool and he's uh -huh. dope and he's pretty big. And I like reached out to the Metro Times because I was like, man, it'd be cool to get a piece about this guy right. in the Metro Times. Mm -hmm. Like I did the same thing for artists I work with, with uh, from Atlanta. I was like, man, I'd love to see him get an Atlanta Journal of Constitution write up. Because mm -hmm. I think at a certain point, I'll always get back to like local reporters. And it, like for, I, I just had to do from Orlando and I set up something with Orlando Weekly. Like I love hitting up local reporters and like setting that kind of stuff up. And on the New Haven tip, I, I would just like to be a dot connector. Like it was cool that like the other night, Sholi had a show, Sholi and Friends, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. snow at the state house, which is a shame that the state house is closing. Okay, first of all, did, were you there? Cause I, I, uh, I, I, I work in that, I work there. Oh, I, is that what? Yeah, no, I, I couldn't come out because of the whole apartment hunt thing. I was so mad about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But how'd it go? It was, it was fun. It, it, what I really loved, um, just from a promoter point of view as well, um, I love that it was treated kind of like an entire night of a mixtape where, um, you know, um, he performed the, like, when it was time for music to start, he took the stage. Um, and you had a lot of promoters, you know, people, promoters like, I don't understand what's going on. But as you watch it, he would call up other acts. Um, so it, to me, it was like a living, breathing mixtape. And I think it's a format that should go places and could go places, especially in hip hop. Um, I, I think it's something that that would be really, really to take a show like that and put it on the road. Uh, would be huge, especially like say you you go you know you keep two or three spots open for some of the local uh, acts, and then you take that on the road, mm -hmm. um, you know, so that you're constantly having this evolving, and then also your show is never the same. So that show you played Friday is not the same show you're going to play on Monday. It's a totally different artistic um, point of view and perspective as well. So you know I'm already looking at a million and different ways to sell that type of show. Just saying. We got ideas. <laughs> yeah, no, good. Because Jolie's like a top tier lyricist. And mm -hmm. he is like, he, no funny no funny word I can't say on WNHH. Yes. He can really rap. And mm -hmm. Snow is still like a creative wizard. There's so many like, and with, 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 but first off, it is a shame that the State House is closing. And I like to highlight that because it's a huge part of, it, they actually interviewed me about this at the Yale Daily News about like the concert economy and let me explain and easy you probably know too but i'm saying on a hip-hop tip why it's so hard to become a established act in your city when you're down south you can play clubs you can play strip clubs mm -hmm. you can play nightclubs you're getting paid out of pocket you're getting like straight up cash you do like club performances three songs dip at 2 a.m and you get to get like a notoriety in a local circuit that's why the south is so much easier than new york in new york you get to get big you got to make records of you hanging out in the street rapping, you gotta like make sure that everybody knows where you're from. But in Connecticut, there is no venue outside of like the State House, Cafe Nine. Uh, there is no like place for you to perform if you're an early act, unless you get eight other acts to all come together and you all are like, getting paid really low money on that show. Like, 
there is no like meeting hall so that's why I loved State House. State House was so cool because it was like a small show. It was a small venue. Everybody would pull up there. Jay Critch showed up. Lil B showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like Sholi and friends. I've been pitching that idea for like three years. I was like, man, get, get everybody. I told everybody, I was like, just get all of you guys together because, of course, it's going to be tough to sell a show if it's just you. But there's so many talented acts like Dusty Stay True from New Haven. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, we even like there's like so many talented acts that you could just do what you said, kind of like a mixtape circuit. But man, I wish more of these venues would just book rap, like point blank period, like just book more rap. Uh, obviously, Toads is still like the goats. That was like my first rap concert was Toads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, I just wish. But there was, and they, of course, they can't have nightclubs in New Haven because people might pick it. Um, yeah, like, there's nowhere to, like, start your career. Like, that's why I thought journalism was such a good outlet. Because I was like, mm-hmm. you can't challenge that. You can't, like, right. I could write this article. I'm going to prove I'm right. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's different than, like, booking a club or booking a show or that. You know what I'm saying? It was, mm-hmm. it was something that was tangible or real. Yeah, from from a local standpoint, yeah. Like I know how you're saying you're not trying to disrespect Toad's place. Like that was your first rap concert there, but like they're mainly uh, catered to a mainstream level. But when it came to State House, just bringing everybody together. And one thing I love about State House is the architecture. Is when you like yeah. going there, it, it it was perfectly designed for the artist. Like when you walk <laughs> in and you see like that great stage, and you know, um, even though I've been there a couple times, you know, I'm not trying to you know. Uh, I can't think of the word right now but um, when you go in there it's such a great feeling it was catered Mm -hmm. to the performer when Mm -hmm. you go out there it really was Um, and and when you go in there it's a more inviting community the state house as well too so like if you if you're going to a genre that you may not know about um, as soon as you open that door you're going to get that get that experience and Mm -hmm. easy would you agree no, 100%. I, I state all the time, um, the State yeah. House is the only multicultural venue in New Haven. And and when I say that, I, I, I'm i not, people can come for me. And again, if you have any hate mail, feel free to send it to Preston because I don't care. Um, <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, you know, I have worked at the State House during a week that there was a klezmer music night, which is all traditional Yiddish music. There mm-hmm. was a punk rock drag show. Steve Rogers release party and an indie rock night. The following uh, week after that, Little Easy E came through. Um, and it's the only venue that has that. We are also the only venue that caters to local hip hop and R&B. One of the last shows there. And I'm, I'm, I better see you there, Sam. Clear, I don't, I'm like not going to say what it is, but I will say that I believe it is around um, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we're having the jam. You know, and anybody who does not know what the jam is, it is every incredible R&B gospel musician um, that is in New Haven or around New Haven get together and go on stage and just play music and get completely lost in just playing music. It is one of the most incredible experiences you're ever going to be. Believe in who you want to believe in, but you will meet your God and your maker that day and you will understand how beautiful new haven is but you I'm know that's there. just me i'm in there like somewhere that sounds, <laughs> good to, uh, sounds, sounds good to me 
I, <laughs> Sounds good I, to yeah. me too on WNHH LP 103.5 <laughs> FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building. Sam Hadleman is with us on Behind the Brand. Sam, what does New Haven have that New York does not have? Just that familiarity. Like the, the little B show, right? How I got into the mm-hmm. little B show. I used to, his, one of his producers, Greg Uptown Brown, he was on the varsity basketball team when I was in high school and I was on JV. And like after school, I always was picked up late because my mom's a teacher mm-hmm. and I would be at the gym and him and I would just shoot baskets in complete silence. Like we would just shoot baskets for two hours and not say a word. He was filthy. Greg was filthy. Oh. I was r- really all right. He was filthy. Um, and he ended up producing for Lil B. And he did like a lot of the, he did a beat on the Lil B Chance the Rapper tape. And he was like, yo, pull up to the Lil B show. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, another example, another space I really like is the space in Hamden. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's by a lot. Um, I went to go see Alex G with my high school principal like mm. six months ago. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I, uh, my mom took me to go see Chesky. Because um, mm-hmm. my mom and Chesky's mom have been like lifelong friends. And so oh, one wow. Night, yeah. Okay. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's real hard for me to walk yeah. around and someone's not like, Sam. I'm not saying I'm like famous. I just have like, I, I right. also kind of look like my dad. Um, right. And my mom texted me one night. She's like, man, Sam, are you going to come? You were going to a rap show tonight. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, we're going to go see Chesky at the space. And we go see Chesky. And sitting in the crowd is my high school principal. Uh, and my mom's like, goes up to him, she's like, why do you give my son so many detentions? And I was like, mom, no, 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 he's cool. He's cool. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, and... Yeah, and then I was like, hey, man, I love Alex G. I'm going to go see him in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Are you going to be there? And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be there. And we ended up going together. Like, you're not going to get that in New York. Um, no. I love New York. I love New York, too. Um, like, we even have our own flavor of club music. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't know that. Like, we have our own flavor of club music. Because, yep. you know, Jersey Club's coming up. Philly Club's coming up. Um, like, Hartford has its own. Mm-hmm. Even Bridgeport. There's this kid. Yeah. You guys should look him up. Samar Foe. He's doing his own version of club music. What Snow was right. doing with Yank Rhythm, that was club music. Right. Um, we have our own flavor. Like we're, we're a lot more than John Mayer and Rivers Cuomo, two Connecticut right. locals, and Paul Giamatti. <laughs> well, I, I think it's really uh, awesome that you mentioned Chesky because um, there's about to be a huge spotlight on New Haven. Chesky's latest project, The Co-Defendants, which has been just playing in my in, in my playlist over upon over upon over. I am massively obsessed with this record. Um, and they're they are about to, you know, go on the big tours. They're gonna be on no FX's um, you know, last tour. Wow. Yeah. We, do, do you know of co-defendants? Do you know um, that, yeah. The super group, right? Isn't he like yeah, in a group? Yeah, 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 yeah with yeah. with Fat Mike from yeah, No Effect. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in Rolling Stone. Yeah, exactly. So now we we this is the time all and this is a call out i'm shouting out to all because we know that every single um new haven musician listens to the show i know that for a fact because they bother me about it all the time so this is the call out to them get your game ready you know this is the time to make sure your show is the best show possible your songs are the best songs possible because it's very rare that a spotlight a national spotlight is going to be blowing through your area 
a national spotlight's about to blow through our area. This record is going to blow up and blow up huge. This is the time to get your ducks in a row and make yourself bulletproof and ride that lightning because it's going to get weird and I'm down for it. Yeah, Chesky put on a crazy show. He like, he had us mm-hmm. all sit down mm-hmm. and he like went in the, I'd never, because I go to like, you know, yeah. I, I go see like Chief Keith. I'm like mm-hmm. a different, I'm, that's, I'm a different flavor. You know right. what I mean? So when I pulled up and he's like, yo, sit down, I'm bringing my acoustic guitar. I was like, cool, my mm-hmm. what's going on? Like, yep. but it was awesome. It was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see, because New Haven has like little flashes in the pan, but because of that, that media market that you were talking mm-hmm. about with Austin and New York, it's hard to document it. And if it's not documented, it just is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the problem is that we've, we've had hits. Like Ty and Mango had this song called Slums and it was insane. It was like one of my, it's probably my favorite New Haven song ever. And it got big, but there was no place for it to get that, that stepping stone. Because why would New York cover Connecticut? Why would Boston cover Connecticut? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you got to have, it's a, it's a point where like you got to have a local reporter who's down to right. go to like Ty's neighborhood, down to go to Mango's neighborhood, mm-hmm. down to, you know, I never, that was, that was also my thing. I never wanted people to have to come to me. Right. I was like, I never, ever, I never wanted someone to be like, yeah, let's meet at Blue State Coffee and talk. I don't want to do that. That, that, that's mm-hmm. that would make, that make someone uncomfortable. Like, that's a yeah. tip. For like, if you're in music and you're just getting started, make sure that everybody's comfortable. Go to where, go to other people's neighborhoods. Go to mm-hmm. other people's, bring them to Sandra's or something. Like, yeah, uh, right. yeah, yeah. Shout out Sandra's. My mom also taught Miguel. So when I go in there, they're like, hey, how's your mom doing? Um, yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, that, that's yeah. New Haven. Is that, like, you get to establish roots and people mm-hmm. know you and you got people who really care. Like, uh, if you, do you mind if I run down a list of people who really yeah, care? Let's, let's, uh, Mer- Mercy Quay, Babs, Markeisha, Tom Breen, uh, Nora Grace Flood. I, I don't know her personally, but her pens. Um <laughs> Yeah, you just have like all these people who like really give a word I can't say about I can't say on the radio about New Haven. Sugar honey iced tea. Yeah, yeah. Well, that wasn't the one I was gonna pick. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I y- you're not gonna get that anywhere else. I I think the first time I moved to New to New York, the mistake I made was like not coming home enough. Like, and I think this time around, like I really want to make sure, like, hey, I I stay as that like you know background figure. It's weird getting old. It's weird, like you know what I, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, yeah, I hope I, I answered your question. No, nah, you answered a lot of questions, but unfortunately, we only have a couple minutes of time of this broadcast. Um, we usually have to give this to you. Um, let anybody know anything you got coming up. Um, anybody who wants to go into a similar path as yours, Sam, please give any inspirational advice and please. Give up that social media, that Instagram, that Twitter, um, any websites that you got going on, and go ahead, man. Start plugging. Uh, it's all you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, first off, I should have shouted out Harry because I really would not be doing. <laughs> I swear, I wouldn't be doing half the stuff I would be doing because my first gig was arguing with Harry. Oh Lord! First, oh God! He, he would love this. Yeah, drive by headlines. <laughs> yes, I yes, was, that. That's his show. 
Yeah. Because you know, I'm a, I'm a child. I'm like a, a child of I'm like a first gen Im- like immigrant. My mom immigrated. Mm. My dad's an old Jewish guy. Yeah. I was born to argue. I was born for it. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he, I would see Harry just like rip people, like rip people. It was sick. And I was like, and he was like, you should come on my show and argue with me. You got all these little opinions. You would, and I was you like, would love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll tell you, I, I, I would once in a while, I would smoke him like a switcher. You could ask him about it. I, at 19 years old, I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was on it. Um, and it taught me so much about like, how to conceptualize issues, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, debate and this radio stuff. Cause I actually had like a speech impediment growing up. Mm-hmm. I like, I never thought I was going to be on the radio. Oh, I never thought about it. I, I had a really bad speech impediment. I like my first time, like really feeling confident was, and also someone I should mention is Colin McElroy from WMPR. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I met him when I was like a teenager and he was the only other person I knew who used title. And he was like, right. Sam, what are the kids listening to? And I sent him <laughs> and I, I sent him Playboy Cardi. I was like, that, that's what the kids listen to. And he was like, this is cool. You should come by the studio and watch me do what I needed to do. And I was like, sick, cool. And I come in <laughs> and it was Tom, Reen, Lucy, and I believe Mercy was there too. Uh-huh. And he was like, hey, Sam, what do you know about the Imagine Dragons? And I was like, they are terrible. And he was like, you're, you're going to be on the radio today. And I was like, cool, cool. All right. Yeah. And then he started booking me and I do the song of the summer show for WMPR where I pick mm-hmm. the song of the summer. I'm cursed. Right. I'm cursed. Every time I think it's going to be something that I doubt myself, I'm cursed. This year right. was F- this year was FNF by Glorilla mm-hmm. and I couldn't say it on the radio and there was the song of the summer and I'm cursed. Uh, like Colin McEnroe, for sure, one of those influential mm-hmm. figures in my media career. So I'd like to talk about him. Uh, obviously, I already said it, but Paul and Tom, I really could not think, and Lucy, Markeisha, mm-hmm. I, I got to be at the independent at a real golden age where I got to see like a lot of people who really cared and were fantastic at their jobs. And because there's, there's two ways to do media. You could either be like a shyster or you can be a real deal writer, journalist. You know what I mean? And like, Absolutely. God bless. God bless I was able to go to like the best local paper in America and mm. watch, watch these people like really do their thing and teach me, all right, these are the rules. This is how you got to do it. This is how you got to play it. And so, of course, shout out all of them, especially Paul and Tom. Man, Tom is A, the nicest person I've ever met. He had me on his movie podcast in WNHH. Back when he used to do that. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, so I really, yeah, I, I, I love movies. I love mm-hmm. movies. And you wouldn't expect it. Like, he'd have me and, like, an, like an older gentleman on. Right. And we would talk about, like, some black and white movie. And you just wouldn't mm-hmm. expect that. Like, I like stuff like that, but I do. Um, and, like, obviously, Lucy, incredible. Mercy's, right. like, uh, I don't think I've ever looked up to someone like Mercy. Babs is, like, a huge inspiration. She's got a nice porch. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and shout out to Maya McFadden, man. One of the most talented people right. in New Haven. Uh, plugging stuff I got coming up. Um, man. I got a really, got a really cool rollout from okay. this guy who V's. Um, he's from Detroit. He's the guy I mentioned it earlier. I don't think I. You, you guys, should, you guys read Pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just did an interview. I, I was on the front page of Pitchfork twice this week with two nice. interviews I set up. Oh, good um, for you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, 
the one that I did for V's was incredible. Some of the best journalism I've ever set up on the back end. Because I really do love media. I'm a, I'm an old guy. I like read and stuff. Okay. Um, oh, define old. Okay, because I don't see any wrinkle. I don't see any gray hair. Define what is old to you? Define I'm, old. I don't think you've been 30 yet. Well, what's no, old? no, no. I know, I'm turning 26. <laughs> okay, um, definitely. Okay, definitely. Yeah. I don't think you classified no, no, to say I, the old word anymore. No, you shouldn't. No, no, no. <laughs> He's no, pulling no, your no. old card. He's yeah, pulling I'm, your I'm old card. You're right. No, let me explain. Let me explain. He's like, look no. here, son. Yeah, let, let me explain. Because like, my, my pops is like older, Right. I... I have like this part of me that's like a sixty-year-old man. Okay, like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm wearing I'm wearing dad jeans. I got I, you. And, but, and I'm like, oh, I'm also we're, a we're talking boy. physical, physical. We're not talking <laughs> yeah. mental. Yeah, we're talking yeah, yeah. physical. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm uh, I, but I'm like a sixty-year-old man and a sixteen-year-old boy all in the same body. Okay, like, you know I, got you. I got I'm you. I got you. I'm wearing an Almond Brothers tour T-shirt. You know the, what I mean? The, the, there's nothing nice. wrong with that. We got kids that wear ACDC T-shirts and don't know what the band is or a song about them. So <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I love that bit. I love that bit. I, 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 I wear great. I, yeah. There's nothing that makes my day more than seeing a rapper wear a Grateful Dead t-shirt. Oh, yeah, I'm like, this, this is so sick. I, I, I wear Grateful Dead t-shirts. I don't like the Grateful Dead. I just think the t-shirts are cool. Um, yeah, no, they've got some great, great t-shirts. But then also, you, um, I love when you you see some of the genre blending. Because if you look at that Little Yaki uh, record, is like one of the best Pink Floyd records that has been released recently. Um, yeah, and that's Pink Floyd you know, karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but cool, like whatever. You know, yeah. he, he wants to do his thing. I'm trying to think what else I want to plug. Just like all of the New Haven rappers, man. Like Ty Henny, Free Ty Henny. Uh, there's this little kid, Nine Money, mm. who's like just getting to start, but he's really cool. Lee Bezel, uh, Trello TL, obviously Snow. Um, yeah, there's just the uh, Sholy, the kid I mentioned, Smartfo. Um, there's a lot of cool cats. Just oh, Fuego Bass from Hartford. Mm -hmm. He just he he runs with Benny the Butcher. Um, yep. uh, yeah, uh, one of Benny's managers, Steve Starks, is, is a real cool guy, a good friend of mm -hmm. mine. Like I could go on for hours, man. Uh, yeah, just. just how, the, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, don't forget that social media, man. Website. Oh, man. man. Come okay. on. Yeah, yeah, how yeah, yeah. can we reach uh, Sam? Go ahead. Uh, Facebook, Sam Hadleman, H-A-D-E-L-M-A-N. Instagram, Sam.T.Hadleman, where you can see my photography, too, because I'm a film photographer. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Twitter, if you want to follow me, Sam had 33 um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm dead serious. If you are, like, a teenager, if you're 20, if you're 50, and you, like, want to write about music or help out the scene or do whatever, I promise all these little stupid tips live in my head rent free they can mm. go somewhere i could even if you're an artist and you're like man i don't know how to get put on i know how to put you on and i'll help you out i, I can't help out like at a at a full capacity right i could give you i could give you tips off rip like how to make mostly in rap because I, I i like everything else but like i think rap's like a particular one because of obviously the politics and how media works and how landscapes work and especially Connecticut, you need someone who will champion and go to your neighborhood and hang out and check out your records. Mm -hmm. So yeah, send me something too. I'll, I'll listen to whatever, man. Yeah, definitely, Sam. But we appreciate you, man. Um, we know you you have a busy lifestyle. And we gotta respect that. 
and we we don't want and we got protocol we gotta we, we gotta cut the cord we got the apollo curtain coming out you know what I'm saying we don't want harry to attack us yeah, yeah. <laughs> no harry attack no harry attacks I yeah tell, tell harry that i smoked him at 19 years old tell him that please <laughs> from me from me from me yeah it's smoked you got it. no problem <laughs> We got to have a part two on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Sam, thank you for being part of Behind the Brand. Appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Wondering what to write about, trying to figure out what it's all about. Excellentialist. Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know. 